Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Death. We really don't like thinking about it, but the way we think about death says a lot about our Catholic faith. How do we react to death and remember those who have gone before us? How do we think about our own death? On the podcast today, we'll discuss five truths about death to help you learn to contemplate this important part of our faith. Additionally, on the podcast today, we will share a listener hack involving the rosary and how you can get yourself to pray it more often. And we highlight a new collaborative media initiative involving the eight Beatitudes. You won't want to miss it, so stay right here. It is season two, episode 19, which means that we have only one more episode before we wrap up this season. Just one more episode. One more episode. Now, if you're if you're a longtime listener here in our sorry, thirty ninth episode. When I hear longtime listener, I initially think longtime listener, first time caller, but we don't have any we don't have any callers. <laughs> no. But that'd be fun. Maybe one day we could do call in. I don't yeah. That's a technology I'm not I'd have to learn that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Well, how we do things here at the How to Catholic Podcast is we do twenty episodes, then we take six weeks off. And during that six week break, that is when we go to Barbados. No, we don't take a vacation. <laughs> we just take a break from the podcast. No, we just take a break. And it's our time to kind of revamp and think about how can we make it better? How can we improve it? How do we want to change the format? Do we want to change things? It's just a fun little time, I think, to brainstorm and, and dream about the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to leave you high and dry. So we're, we're letting you know today that during that six-week break, we're going to do something new that we came up with during the last six-week break. And... We're going to be doing a little thing called, well, we're calling it. I don't know if this is a real yeah, thing. I don't know if it's a thing, but I like I like the term. It might be. A blog cast. Blog cast. <laughs> and every time Kevin <laughs> will say that. To Welcome start to it. blog cast. <laughs> now nobody's going to listen. Um, <laughs> How could you not listen with a name like <laughs> blog cast? Okay. So basically, Kevin and I, for about five years, we used to both blog pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And blogging just has kind of taken a back seat. Back when people read things. Yeah. <laughs> back, way back in the day. The when olden days when people read. We used to read. Yep. Now we don't really read as much, so we haven't put effort into blogging. Instead, we've put it into podcasting. But we have all these old blogs. So what we're going to do is take our top blogs, and each week you're going to get one of our blogs, and it'll just be Kevin or I, like a five-minute little mini episode, talking a little bit about the podcast. And then it's kind of like an audiobook, but you're yeah. you're listening just to the podcast. I'm listening to an audiobook right now, and the author, I, I almost can't imagine reading the book because he reads it so well on audio that you're like, I'd be missing so much inflection. So it'd be fun if you even if you've read that post to oh well, how would they phrase that or emphasize that? It's really it's really fun, I think. I'm excited as an author to be able to read my blog posts. Yeah. So that's what we'll be doing. That's what we'll be doing the during the break. So you can look forward to that. And we also thought we'd let you know that if, if you're gonna miss us live uh, in this way this fall, we've got several events uh, throughout the country here, and so we're just going to share those with you because that's that's 
pretty much what we'll be doing during the six week break. Not going to Barbados. <laughs> no. We'll be going to these places. No, we are going to Duke University. That is this Thursday, September 21st, at the mm-hmm. Catholic Campus Center. Kevin and I have both given a talk at Duke University this Thursday. Love to meet some of you there if you're listening. And then on Saturday, October 7th, I will be in Rhode Island at the Rhode Island Catholic Women's Conference. Neither a Rhode nor an island. I know. I really want to ask him about that when I get there. Um, and then in November, November 11th, I will be at Encounter Milwaukee which is a Steubenville Young Adult Conference. That'll be my first Young Adult Conference. I'm very excited about it. Milwaukee, Algonquin for the Goodlands. <laughs> I just worked in two Wayne's World jokes in a <laughs> row. I am so proud of myself. And I didn't understand either one of them. It's okay, kids. <laughs> it's okay. I got I got both of them now and uh, something to be proud about tonight. Wait, I thought the road, are not, it was, that a, was that a Wayne's World joke? Yeah, I think they're on like a green screen and they're going through different... Maybe that's no, a Saturday Night No, that's a Saturday Night Live, Night Live sketch. But it's, it's still, still Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. <laughs> 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 yeah. Coffee talk. It's coffee talk. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. Rhode Island is a coffee t- talk joke. Yeah, two well, Mike Myers references. That's Discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm getting reclimped. <laughs> okay. Last one on my fall schedule is the infamous NCYC. November Catholic Youth Conference. Yes, that is November 16th through the 18th. And um, I will be giving three breakout sessions, which is super fun. And hanging out with my dear friend, Leah Darrow. We're going to be sharing a booth there. So if you are at NCYC, maybe you're a teen, you're coming, maybe you're bringing teens, please swing by and see Leah and I. We would love to hang out with you. So So that's what we're doing during the break. But tonight, we are looking at the topic of death, which at first (laughs) glance, you might think, oh, this is not an exciting topic, but it's a really important one. I think one that we can gain a lot of hope from. And, you know, just for Elise and I, we're entering a season where death is a lot on our mind. Uh, Our good friend Jared passed away this month. Elise's dad, my grandfather. Um, We have the month of Holy Souls. Whoa, 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 hold on. They didn't all pass away in September. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> we're just thinking of those people. Yeah, so Jared passed away, actually it will be tomorrow when yep. we're recording this, um, and then my dad is in October, and mm-hmm. your grandpa's in November, then we, he starts the month of Holy Souls. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah, you have the month of Holy Souls in November, so just kind of a, a time for us to really reflect on people who have passed away, and uh, it's really important to do that and to wrestle with that and to contemplate that and think about that. And so we're tonight we're going to give you five truths about death. Lisa, do you want to share the first one? Yes. Our first truth about death as we ourselves are contemplating death for the next several months here is earth has no sorrow, heaven can't heal. And I know most of us probably know that quote as a David Crowder song, which yes, that is in David Crowder. Um, but it actually, it comes from a man by the name of Thomas Moore. Not to be confused with St. Thomas More. And I myself made that confusion one time. And um, But Thomas More is actually an Irish poet. Hmm. Yes. So, um, But that quote's not from St. Thomas More, just for those of you who are keeping score. Um, but I love, I love, I love that quote. Because I think sometimes when we think about death, especially if it's, it's a tragic death, we've lost someone tragically maybe to a car accident, which was the case of um, our dear friend, 
Jared, um, or, or to some kind of an illness, um, which was the case of my dad, cancer, you know, in both of those situations, it was, it was life that felt like it was cut short. Um, and, and it felt like it was cut short by, by some kind of a, um, you know, by illness or, or, or something that, you know, just shouldn't have happened to the body. And it can be really easy to think like, well, why didn't God heal them? Mm-hmm. Like if God loved them and he loves us, like why, why wouldn't he have just healed their body? And of course that's a whole nother topic. Like <laughs> it doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. It doesn't mean that uh, we did something wrong or that, you know, our family history made it so that we deserved that punishment or something. Yeah. It's not at all our loving God. But I think in those moments, it's it's important to remember that that Jesus did heal my dad. He did heal our friend Jared, whose whose body was um, bruised and broken to the point of death in this car accident. Uh, because Jesus, he he's the divine physician, and so he always heals. He always heals because there's no cancer in heaven. There's no brokenness in heaven, and so even though our bodies are going to fail us here on earth. Um, the souls of our, our friends and family who have passed away, um, they, they're, they're well, they've been healed. They don't, there's no cancer in heaven. They're not suffering anymore. They're not living in that brokenness anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's really important to realize. And, and even the transformation that happened in their own life and God moving in their own life and in their lives that we saw, you know, like God is still moving. And I think sometimes in America, we have this health and wealth gospel, this idea of, if you live the right way, if you believe, then God will heal you or God will give you money. That's the health or maybe the wealth and the health. Um, but ultimately what Jesus says is that if you believe, if you are his disciple, that you will take up uh, your cross and follow after Jesus, right? And where does the cross lead to? It ultimately leads to death. And so the Catholic understanding is not if you believe you'll be healed. Sometimes that happens and it's a beautiful thing. But to just really realize that that suffering brings transformation. But even in death, God brings life. And God does bring healing. That's the, the whole point. We eventually die, and, and that's where God moves and transforms and amazes us um, if we're willing to believe it. Yeah, one phrase that comes to mind that I always love to think about um, from from one of my, my dear, dear um, souls that are in heaven, Chiara Corbella, mm. um, she would say, um, you know, we have to look for the greater miracle. Uh, so she was talking about in her own death. So Kiara, I said she's a soul in heaven. Her whole story. I'll have to link to to more about her story. Maybe you can do a blogcast. Oh, maybe I will do her story as one of my blogcasts. Um, but she talked about you know like she she suffered and died of cancer. Um, in kind of in some of her last days, somebody had asked her, you know, how do how did you, you know, what do you think of all this? And she said, you know, there's a greater miracle going on here. Like it would be amazing if God healed me physically. That would Mm. be unbelievable, right? But there's a greater miracle going on. And that is that in the midst of this suffering, God is giving my family peace and giving Mm. us the grace to endure this trial. Um, And so I, so I think we just have to not always look at suffering as like, yes, like cancer one or, you know, suffering was the final word. Um, cause it's never the final word. God yeah. always makes good on his promise and he always heals. It just might not be a healing that we expect or that we see. Um, but he never ab- abandons us as yep. his children. Absolutely. All right. So that was our first truth about death. We looked at earth has no sorrow. Heaven can't heal. And now let's look at our second truth about death. Lisa. Yeah. Our second truth is that uh, souls are immortal. 
And I think it's really easy to forget this because um, there definitely is, you know, this element of, yes, our bodies, um, well, our bodies and our soul, that they're, they're united together. But there's this moment where they separate um, at death. And it's easy to forget the fact that our souls weren't created to just live for one moment or to just live for this time here on earth. Like death was never God's original plan when he made Adam mm. and Eve. It's a, it's a result of our sin that we were cut off from um, being able to always be in perfect harmony with our body and our soul. It's, it's a result of our sin. And so we have to remember that there's this life that continues and it continues forever. And each one of us are going to be partakers in that. And we believe in this resurrection of not only, you know, Jesus's resurrection, but we too are going to share in that resurrection of the body. Like we say that in our creed. And I think we forget about that. Sometimes we think about, um, you know, like death, like, oh, that's the end. And then we go to heaven. But there's this reality of one day we're actually going to be reunited with our body. And that really hurts my mind to try to comprehend. Mm -hmm. Like, I really can't picture what that is going to look like, Mm. but like, our soul's immortal and it's going to be reunited with our perfect body one day. I also, I've never even thought of that or thought about that moment of, yeah, reunification. Yeah. Yeah. Like we say that in our creed, I believe in the resurrection of the body. Yep. And there's going to be this, this new earth. And, and so when we think about death, we have to remember like heaven even is, um, going to be transformed, you know, (laughs) are we in heaven? I don't even know how it works. This is all deep theological stuff that nobody can really say like, here's how it's going to happen. What's going to happen. Like God doesn't give us all those details, but just to, to contemplate that and remember that like one day we will be like, we can hug those people again. They're going to have bodies again one day. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to have bodies after we die one day again, that'll be perfect bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure how all of it works, but I just know that it's a truth. Yeah. And I feel like this is where the virtue of hope is so important. And this is why our perspective on death is so important is because in this moment, I think it's the ultimate moment of faith and ultimate moment of hope because we have, death is the end of this life. All the things that we can trust in or believe in or instead of God that we hold on to and death, we have to let all those go because we don't, we, you know, you can't take anything to heaven. And so you have this hope that right, the Lord is going to do something. He is going to help me live on. And he's going to actually reunite, yeah, reunite me with, with my body. Um, yeah, just what a great moment of faith um, to be able to have that that sense of hope. Mm-hmm. I think, too, I love being able to picture, like, my dad was very weak and very, I mean, he looked, he was 45 when he passed away, but he looked like he was 80 just because cancer had taken such a toll on his body and it had taken so long. Um, you know, it, and I get excited about the the thought that like that's not how I'm gonna see him again one day. Like I'm not gonna see him in his in his brokenness and in his beat up cancer beat up body. Like I, he's gonna be that strong dad that I remember one day. Hmm. That's the body that I'm gonna see. And like it's just it's just a mind blowing thing to try to contemplate. Okay, yeah. that's all I can think about with that because now my yeah. My brain really hurts. That's good. This is why death is so <laughs> important to contemplate is because it expands expands our faith and our hope and just our minds and our, our vision of the eternal. So really huge. All right, it's time for our hack and highlight. Let's go ahead and start off with our hack. It's a listener hack, which I think are always the best kind of hack. We love listener hacks. And if you have one, you can email one to us at hello at com. 
This is a hack from Jackie Eckley. And she says, wanted, uh, Dear Lisa and Kevin, wanted to quickly share a Catholic hack. I sometimes like to listen to the Rosary Cast podcast by Rosary Army in the morning as I'm getting ready for work. They have a scriptural version and a regular version for the four sets of mysteries of the Rosary. I don't have time to pray the Rosary every day and sometimes get distracted in prayer on my own, but I like to listen to this podcast as they pray because it focuses me and reminds me that getting to heaven is the center of everything that I do and can I always access the Lord's grace throughout my work day. So what a great, awesome listener hack. Just a chance to multitask, to make sure we get the rosary and have that eternal perspective each day. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I love how she points out she listens to it while she's getting ready for work. Because mm. I think it's a great hack. I Sometimes we forget that prayer doesn't just have to be like on our knees in front of the blessed sacrament. Like we can mm-hmm. always be praying. And if we're filling our mind with those thoughts as we're starting our day, and that's what's going through our mind, not uh, some radio DJ who's uh, depressing us about the news or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a great holy way to be able to start your day and fill your mind with what it is that you want to be thinking about throughout the rest of the day. So excellent hack. Thank you for sending it in. Yeah, it was great. And now our highlight and um, this highlight is Eight Beats, and this is by some Catholic creatives, and it's a film about the Beatitudes, and they're splitting up into eight short films by eight different directors on each one of the Beatitudes, and it's a very cool project. I love how collaborative it is, so you get different perspectives, um, and you can find out more at 8beatsmovie.com. Com. But I'm really excited to see that and uh, to check it out. We've got some friends working on it as well. So should be super awesome. Yes, and we will put links to both of those in the show notes if you want to mm-hmm. learn more about 8 Beats and the collaborative project that they're doing, which I think a lot of times people kind of complain about Catholic film unless it's formed.org. I'm just going to plug that there. Yep. Um, you know, with it just being like a kind of cheesy low quality and what they are putting together. I mean, these these are filmmakers who have put together some ama- and put out some just produce some amazing things already and just really high quality it's a lot of millennials so it's very young I love that flavor of it mm-hmm. because they look at things um, kind of with the perspective of they've grown up you know being able to use these technologies and so I'm really looking forward to seeing um, just kind of the power of putting the Beatitudes into short stories one at a time like how that's going to make them come alive yeah Absolutely. Great. All right. So that was our hack and our highlight. We've gone over two of our truths about death so far. Now we're going to look at three more. And our third one is that you can still be a part of each other's lives. Lisa, you want to tell us a little bit more about this one? Yes. So I think, especially as Catholics, I don't know if Protestants really see it this way. Um, But we as Catholics do because we are always praying to saints and, and a lot of Protestant denominations would say, well, you can't. Like, why would you pray to the saints? Why would you ask for the intercession? But I love the fact that as Catholics, we're like, why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you ask the people that you love to continue to be a part of your life and to pray for you? And so through prayer, we can still be united with those who are in heaven because um, because we still have this this connection with them. So the kind of there's two ways. One, you can be praying for them. Um, I love the fact that it's part of our Catholic tradition that we pray for the repose of the soul of those who have 
have gone before us. And I always think about your parents. They do such a great job every year. They're like, oh, we we had mass for grandpa today or, you know, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, for their death anniversaries. They're still praying for the repose of the soul of those people. Um, Just remembering that heaven and prayer are both outside of time and space. So even if we can't like calculate, like how long are they in purgatory for? Like, shouldn't we stop praying for them? It's been 10 years. (laughs) Like surely they're up by now. Yeah. Yeah. But as Catholics, it's like, you know, it, we just, that's not the way heaven works and time works. So we're always wanting to pray for, for them and remember them in a special way, have masses offered for them and, um, and the like on, on their death anniversaries or really at any time. Um, but then also because heaven and prayer outside of time, we can at the same time while we're praying for them, (laughs) we can ask them to pray for us. And I, I love this fact. I love to be able, uh, to still, you know, communicate with my dad and say things to him or, or to Jared. I know there's there's times all the time where I'm like, hey, Jared. Um, <laughs> it's Lisa. <laughs> yeah. I need you to pray for this person or this thing or especially asking him to pray for my friends who knew him as well, like our circle mm. of friends, like asking for his, his intercession for them and things. And, um, and we, you know, we're not going to be able to hear them, right? Like they're not going to be able to respond back and be like, I told Jesus about that, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I found that, you know, if we're observant, we can see ways where they still make their presence known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably the greatest testament to this in our own lives um, is, so little story. So my dad um, died on October 5th and it was cool because he died on a Sunday morning and that was always his wish was to die on a Sunday morning because he said that's kind of when the world was at peace. Like, cause everyone, not everyone, but so many people were at church praying yeah. and it just seemed like the most peaceful time of the week to him. And so he wanted to pass on a Sunday morning and God granted him that, that little gift. And then, um, five years later on a Sunday morning because of this double leap year, yeah. um, I, was at the hospital in labor with my son, Paul. And so exactly five years to the day after my dad passed away, uh, we were blessed with our son, Paul Bryan. Um, and I, I just, I love that because I feel like it, it's kind of just a sign of my dad being like, let's get more souls for heaven. Like yeah. I'm still thinking about you. I still want to be a part of your life and taking that day of, of sorrow, um, and turning it into a day of joy. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for me. Um, it's been, um, I don't know, 13, 14 years since my dad passed. Um, I think we're coming on 14. Hmm. I should be able to do that easily. Cause it's just five plus however old our son's going to be 14. <laughs> It'll be 14 years this October. And, uh, just knowing, you know, that that day can't just be a day where I can mope around. Like it's my son's birthday. Yep. Like we're going to celebrate and we're going to have fun and, and we're going to remember grandpa's grandpa Brian's birth date into eternal life and and Mm -hmm. the birth date of our son into this earthly world. Yeah. It's like a perfect combination of understanding and contemplating death, but also seeing the joy and the hope, right? Right. Like with our son right in front of us, you know, so it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Yes. All right. So that was our third truth about death, that they can still be part of our lives. We looked at uh, prayers and and also just seeing how uh, those who have gone before us, can still interact with our lives. Lisa, do you want to share with us our fourth truth about death? Yes. Yeah, so our fourth truth is that uh, you can keep their memory alive. And I think 
it can be easy to kind of forget those have gone before us, but it's so important to keep their memory alive and to tell their stories and to put out their pictures and, and to go visit their graves, not because, you know, they're going to come visit us, but because it's a place where we can feel like we're close to them, um, in more of a physical way. Um, I remember for, uh, my dad's 10 year anniversary, we all got together, um, as a family and, my mom brought a bunch of pictures and we told stories and looked at even stuff from his childhood from when I didn't know him just to try to make sure that our kids who never had a chance to meet him um, can understand and know they have a Grandpa Brian and who is he. And uh, I remember on Jared's um, one year death anniversary, we all went to the accident site um, in Chicago and mm-hmm. um, all of us close friends of his and just, I don't know, talked about how he's a punk because he was, um, a good bully um, is really the only way to describe him. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to just to keep those those memories alive and and it helps us, I think, remember that there's they're still here. They're not here here, but they're still here. Yeah, and they're such a part of our our lives, right? In, in ways we don't even always understand or think about, uh, but they in, they've influenced us in so many different ways. And so when we tell stories about them, it's almost like um, you remind yourself of yourself because they are a part of you because they become so close to you, um, whether they're a friend or a relative. And so it's just, um, yeah, it helps you understand life so much better when you're thinking about their life and the way they influence people and the way they were and the way you were around them and all those things are just so important. They're huge. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we've gone through four truths and now Lisa, do want to share our fifth truth about death? Our last truth is that heaven isn't lonely. <laughs> I think sometimes when we think about our own death, it can be kind of scary mm-hmm. to think about like, well, what's it going to feel like? When's it going to happen? Um, you know, am I going to be prepared? Am I going to get to say goodbye to my loved ones? Am I going to be old? Am I going to be young? Like all this, um, because there's the reality of that the, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. So yes, we are immortal, but we're all going to die here mm-hmm. on this earth. Um, but knowing that there are people who we love in heaven who are going to be there when we pass and, and who are going to have got to imagine be there to welcome you. It, it really makes it less scary. And in, in a sense, it almost makes me long for heaven and get excited about it because I, I really want to see my dad again. I want to see Jared again. I want to get to know your grandparents better who I, you know, only knew for a short while. Um, I know many of us probably have siblings that we've lost to miscarriages. I, I have a brother in heaven who I've never met because he, he never, um, made it, you know, um, outside of my mother's womb. And so I get really excited to be able to meet him and, and to get to know him because he's still a unique individual soul, (laughs) human Mm -hmm. soul. And there's, there's depth to him that, I've never known. And so I'm very excited about those aspects. So when we think about death in that way, not just, well, what am I leaving behind, but thinking about, but what am I going towards? It can be really, I think, encouraging. Um, And not just, you know, obviously, not just our family and friends who are there, but also the saints who have gone before us. And then there's the whole Jesus thing, God Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, I'm kind of excited to meet them. Um, Yeah and see what does all that look like because another aspect of heaven that kind of hurts my brain meeting god um god who doesn't have a body Lisa, Lisa, Um, god yeah yeah so um just keeping that in mind like it doesn't have to be scary because there's a life after death yeah 
And that's, I think that's kind of the overarching theme here is that as bad as death is, it brings life and it brings joy and it brings completeness in a way that we can never have here on earth. And so, um, yeah, just great to have that perspective and remember that. So we had five truths about death today that helped us remind us of this joy that can be death because of heaven. So the first one was earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Second one is that souls are immortal. The third is that you can still be part of one another's lives. Fourth is that you can still keep their memory alive. And the fifth one we just covered is heaven isn't lonely. Lisa, with all these truths, do you want to give us a how-to challenge? Yes, how-to challenge today is is very, very simple. And we're going to put a little parameter around it to hopefully help you to remember to do that. And that is this. We want you to ask for the intercession of someone in heaven. Just spend some time. We all know somebody. And if we don't know somebody personally, we know saints um, who have gone before us. And so ask for the intercession of somebody who you know that's in heaven. And to make it a little more concrete, um, just for a week. Let's just do it for a week yep. while you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. Because we all got to brush our teeth. Hopefully. I'm hoping everyone's brushing <laughs> their teeth. And you get a whole two minutes if you're doing it right mm-hmm. to just talk to somebody who you know who's in heaven and just remember that they're still here. They're mm-hmm. not here, but they're still here. Yeah, that's great. Well, as we uh, wrap up our show, we just really want to remind you that we love uh, some ideas on our podcasts and ways to make our podcast even better. We've asked this previously and we ask this again as we're getting closer to our break how can we make this podcast even better for you? Do you like the hacks and highlights section? Is there another segment that you would enjoy? Were there certain topics or interviews that you'd like us to do? We would love we would love to hear from you. So uh, you can email us again. That email address is hello at made to magnify.com. Hello at made to magnify.com. And that is our show for today. Be saints. It's worth it. Bye.